You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Well, lockdown regulations may have eased, but government has introduced more stringent regulations uh, for places of work. The new rules have been gazetted to prevent and combat the spread of COVID-19 in South African workplaces. And Irene Khan, co-founder of Employment Relations Exchange, is our go-to labour guide with all the details. Good evening, Noreen. How are you? Nice to chat to you again. I'm very well, thank you. Now, while one might have expected the measures to perhaps be less strict than before, the opposite uh, is true. Uh, what are some of the new requirements uh, that uh, employers really need to be aware of? Well, I, mean, I think what they've done now, and published on the 1st of October, is to try and consolidate the various other regulations that were sort of published under the state of disaster sort of from April till now, but this is more consolidated. But it has got certain specific regulations, and I think it's also based on specific experiences. So, for example, um, they've stipulated more requirements for employers who have um, 50 employees or more, um, where before it was only up to 500, where you had 500 employees, and they've stipulated around a process that they have to have and that employers have to, before the... 21st of October, because it says that within 21 days of that regulation published, which is basically Wednesday this week, um, submit a report and a plan of how you're going to bring your employees back to work. The key issue is, is it's also quite interesting, which I might say, Michael, is that there's a requirement to get employees to disclose if they have comorbidities. So in some ways, it's quite interesting in the context of how we normally protect people on the ability to disclose. But obviously, mm. that kind of disclosure would go with the usual protection of information that would go yeah. with disclosing, for example, your HIV and AIDS status to your um, employer. You know, and it would go to the Human Resources Department, who would have to declare confidentiality issues. And there, there are also new periods, I see, of monitoring and quarantine for different levels of risk. Yes, there are. So I, I think it's based on the fact that there were a lot of complaints from employees who firstly were not allowed to work because they may have been in contact and had stopped people from declaring properly. And then on top of that, you know, the contact might have been so distant and then you're still forced to be at home for 10 or 4, or initially it was 14 days and you might lose that your, your work because there's no work, no pay. And it's been quite a low, slow process on the TERS process. So what it says now is that if you've had sort of distant contact and the risk is not so high, you have to be monitored at your workplace and you have to wear your mask at a specific time, but you may not necessarily have to quarantine as long as you had to previously. But if you've got a high area of risk and, 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 and there's a high chance that you may have contracted it, then obviously you have to go home and quarantine for the 10 days and then you can return. And there are different criteria in relation to how you have to return, whether you have to return with a further test or not. Again, it depends on the severity then of the symptoms that you've had, whereas before everybody had to have a test. And again, employees were complaining because they were forced to pay for those tests before they were able to return to work. But now what's happened is that you can go back and say, look, I had it, I've self-quarantined, I was mild, I didn't go to hospital. And the the criteria is that if you didn't have to have any kind of oxygen intervention, then you would be able to return without having a further test. Are they encouragingly? We know. <laughs> well, uh, uh, and encouragingly, uh, I think there's been a lot of issue around individuals uh, not wanting to return to work, uh, refusing to work, and these regulations, I think, outline in a little bit more detail what happens if uh, someone refuses to perform their work uh, because of uh, COVID-19. Yes, I and mean, I think employers and employees likewise 
are having challenges. So let's just firstly deal with employers. I mean, we've had several clients who've said that they think it's time for people to come back to work based on various processes. And of course, they've set up systems, you know, where only 20% of people are in the office having staggered employment times. And what they're finding is challenges that go with the fact that people prefer to work at home and they want to work at home and they say they don't want to come to work. I have one client whose employees are now complaining that they don't want to have to pay for the transport to come to work, which they were paying for perfectly well in February. Hmm. And now they've got the benefit from that. So, so what this has tried to do is to try to balance out the difference between whether you should come to work if you've got a good reason or stay at home if you have also got a good reason and it's empowered employees and employers in relation to that. So if an employee feels that they shouldn't come to work and there's a good justification, there's a process like a dispute resolution process that's set up. You firstly have to evaluate it and then the employer must talk to their compliance officer and if they aren't able to resolve it through that or the Occupational Health and Safety Committee, if they have one, they can also go to a local government um, inspector who could give a view in relation to that. But furthermore, if an employee feels that they are being forced to come back to work and discriminated against in any specific way, the Gazette also empowers employees to be able to refer a case to the CCMA, the Commission for Conciliation, Mediation and Arbitration, where they can determine if they are being threatened or harassed to come back to work or if it is reasonable in the context of the employer. Noreen Khan, co-founder of Employment Relations Exchange, uh, with uh, some of those strict new COVID rules for South African companies. There are many more, and uh, if you uh, need to report, uh, if you're a company employing more than 50 people, as these new regulations uh, specify, uh, then you have to do so by the 22nd of October.